how you all got into doing what you do. Sure, yeah. So our story is is basically um, I've always been very entrepreneurial. I had an eBay store for over nine years, and I wanted to, to um, do something bigger. So I started like reading about tech and mobile applications uh, in about 2018, and then by 2019, I started my own mobile app, and I was looking for developers on Fiverr.com. Had no idea what I was doing. Did not have a tech background. Had a few different dev teams. In 20, it was 2019, 2020-ish, I, I met Kasim through somebody else named Muhammad on Fiverr. And, you know, finally I had somebody that actually, like, understood what I wanted. And he, they built out my mobile application for me after all this kind of, like, trials and tribulations. And then by the time everything was built out, it had been so delayed by all these different teams. And I told Kasim, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. And Cosm's like, oh, come on, man. It's a good idea. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to do it. And he said, okay, fine. Why don't we start a company doing our services in the U.S.? And I was like, eh, I don't really know you, but fine. And so we you know, started slowly like an Upwork. We got one client. And then basically what happened was it was just at first, it was literally just Dan like an Upwork and Cosm and his team. And like and now our team were running my account, wasn't doing anything. And then eventually um, Cosm, uh accidentally like he they were just using a um, vpn from pakistan and they forgot to um turn off the vpn or turn on like the vpn so we got banned from upwork but the client called us like hey we still want to um, work with you guys and i'm like holy shit we're actually good i'm like let's start a company like for real so that's what happened it was like a pretty like you know large client you know they had raised 15 million dollars like it's one thing if i think we're good but it's totally different if they think we're good i'm like this is like the real deal so yeah we've been uh, we started the company about a year and a half ago. I've been doing it full time for about four or five months. But yeah, we li- just met through Fiverr. I guess like really a, you know, a 21st century sort of, uh, you know, business partnership. So that's dope, bro. That's dope. Awesome. How's it like over there in Pakistan, brother? I'm assuming that's where you are currently, correct? Yeah, I'm in Pakistan. You're right. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's the time right now over there? Oh, okay, so you're uh, right now 8:34 p.m. Okay. Okay. So not having you up at the crazy hours, that that's perfect. Making sure it's not no 5 a.m. No, but he's, but Kasim, so he, he works in U.S. hours. So it's like he'll be in bed at 6 a.m. in Pakistan and he Mm -hmm. wakes up at 2 p.m. I mean, he's working like the night shift. So yeah, this is still like this early morning per se. Okay. Okay. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. A little bit different. <laughs> a little bit different then. I like that. I like yeah. that. So yeah. essentially like, can you talk on like what the app was that you guys created or like what it does? Yeah. So it was just like a fitness app. I mean, like it's no longer around, but it's like we, it's like a fitness marketplace and they really, and that's part of the reason, like when I always talk to people, I was like, I have people pitching me all these different apps. I'm like, I do not want you to be in the situation I was like, do the market research, come back to me, like understand why you're building. So many people build products and start business like for other people that they think that other people need, but it's like you, you, you can't do something unless there's really like demand for it. Like some things are very like, you know, brick and mortar, like, you know, someone's going to need like, you know, whatever, I don't know, like a, you know, coin laundry or something that's really popular, boring business or something like that. But it's like a lot of these like products or softwares, there's no testing. People just think, oh yeah, this is a cool idea. But it's like, no, you need to talk to potential customers. You need to have the market research. Like understand what the purpose is behind this. Like, and the best actually ideas I've seen 
are people that build out products for themselves. Say, hey, like this would make my life so much easier. I'm going to build this out and hopefully other people can use it. So that's what I always tell people, like start there. And if I see that their idea is not good, I'm like, okay, like I don't want you to be me. I don't want you to burn $20,000. Just take a step back, do some more research and come back to me. And if there really is demand, if you have a USP, if you have the ability to scale, like especially in the fitness space, there's there's so much competition. So I'm always like, okay, like what separates you from other people? Like why, you know, and, and I always say like, like the biggest thing I've seen that works is personal brands, right? Because look, when it comes to fitness, it is a personal thing. You want to hear your story. And that's why my idea was horrible. It was like a marketplace of a bunch of different coaches. Like nobody wants that. People want to work with a particular coach. They have a great story. They have something unique to offer. Like I was actually speaking with one fitness coach recently and I was looking at his messaging sequence. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, talk about your story. Like, your story is awesome. Like, you were scrawny and now you're built. Like, it's like, that's an amazing story. Like, talk about that. Like, people want to look like you. Like, talk about that. Like, you have a story to share and that's what you should be sharing with people. So I always tell them, like, you know, get personal, talk about that. And that's what, you know, we try and do like for our business like, as well. So, okay. Okay, man. Like, outside of Athlete Zone, I own a manufacturing facility here in the U.S. too, um, in Oregon particularly. Um, dude, I, I tell people that every day. Um, I, I deal with people that don't understand that throwing money to uh, your branding. I'm all about branding um, and making like the biggest investments with people's branding and helping them make the most out of it. So when I have somebody coming to me and saying, I want to spend a thousand dollars here, I asked them like, okay, let's look at this from a perspective of some people might just let you spend that thousand dollars and just take the money. But I'm going to see, I'm always looking at how that thousand dollars is going to affect you in the now, but particularly five years from now and kind of going on your branding. Um, I work with like a lot of streetwear brands. And so some people will be like, man, I see this brand charging 120 uh, for this garment. I'm going to charge the same. And I'm like, well, like no one knows who you are. They know who they are. So we have to build that. A lot of the time, these brands are either popular popularized by a bunch of like social media influencers or it's like a Danny Duncan per se where I, I don't know if you guys have done much research into Danny Duncan but looking at his story and like the overall how he's made 150 million of just like comical t-shirts like the virginity rocks um it's like what's another one it's like futz futz let's or something like it, it's weird how he does it but it's just it it goes to show how personal branding really is the focal point and like how you touch it on man like in this fitness world it's a little more difficult because you have so many trainers you have so many people with that same story there's a lot of awesome people so it's really hard so there i tell people you have to come from a communal perspective. Same thing with Athlete Zone, um, building a communal perspective for these young kids, um, brands, really helping them because you might see other merch brands or other people doing like in the within the NIL space, but a lot of them, I'm not going to speak too much into depth and, and like throw shade or anything, but a lot of them are just doing cookie cutter designs. I understand that's how you maximize, optimize and create efficiency, but really sticking out and really creating something different is what we help or is what's going to help these kids get to that next level. But for me, man, it's all about really connecting the dots and helping people formulate a plan of action. Well, so if you can tell us a little bit more about you and your story, I mean, just how you started at um, Athlete Zone and kind of just how you got to where you are now. 
I guess you go all the way back. Um, I, I'm born and raised in San Diego, California, best city in the USA. Um, Kasim, if you haven't been over here, man, San Diego got to be the first visit. I promise you, you won't, you won't regret it. He's not but lying. San- yeah. Yeah. San Diego is amazing. <laughs> Number one place in the USA, brother. But um, I guess, you know, I I come from a broken family. I've seen the hustle of a single mother. I've seen the hustle of a single father. You know, that's that's kind of the biggest thing that's instilled in me is the, the hustle. You know, as a young man, I understand that I have it easier in this world than a young woman does. But nonetheless, we're here to break those barriers and we're here to conjoin them because it doesn't matter who we are. It's all about how we can maximize and be better together. So my father ended up going to jail when I was 10 years old, that that had a very big impact on my life. And I thank God for it happening. I wouldn't be right here if that never happened 10 years ago or 20, 13 years ago. It's May 26, 2010. Remember the date, remember everything. I was coming home from like an all-star practice, little league. And that's kind of how the sports story connects and it all coincides. Sports has been a, a very thorough part of my life. You know, I think everybody should be acclimated to some type of team or some type of sports, um, regardless if it's competitive. Well, it has to be competitive. You're not playing anything to lose, man. We, we're trying to do it to win or, or to better each other. So that's the biggest thing. You know, and I never really had the best relationship with my mother. I was forced, I was kind of thrown into living back with my mom. Living with my mom during my high school years, I I think it's very focal to tap on that young men need a, a young, uh, a mentor during their high school or during their teen years. I myself was all around and about playing sports. I found my hustle selling dogs. I really love dogs. I grew up breeding pit bulls with my family. Uh, ethically, ethically, that's one thing that I will say. What made me leave the game is that you have a lot of people kind of just breeding BS. They're they're breeding here here today just for the money, and they're not really looking at the psychological effect that it's going to have on that family that that dog's going to be placed with. Kept going. Sports had been my baby. You know, I was going to play D2. You know, I wasn't good enough to play D1, but D2, Scully, it's okay. Same thing for me. I had a sciatica, and that had taken away my God-given ability. So I went to SDSU for a while. I was playing on the team. Ended up coming really not doing my thing, man. Um, I was partying a lot. It's easy being home. That's one thing too, like, you know, to people watching this, um, if you are a young kid, take that chance. If you, if you are in a chance to go to college, don't stay home, go, um, you know, these are four years that you're never going to get back. So take it and and just live, learn, and don't regret, um, your family's going to be back there. You know, the, the hardest part about leaving is that you miss growth, but you're growing yourself. So that's, what's more important. You know, fast forward, ended up going to Oregon State. Um, that's where I came from, San Diego, went to Oregon State. Um, ended up graduating with a degree in international business and a minor in marketing. And currently, you know, I've been running the manufacturing facility or during my years in college, I was you know, part of the manufacturing facility, screen print shop embroidery, really, really becoming a focal point in the production side of it. So understanding how pr- to produce the garments, making it come together. And on that while I'm all doing that, I'm running my own brand called Born Bad, um, helping people with their other brand. Like I was printing in my room, bro. So, I mean, the story's endless. I guess I kind of jumped around, but from like how I got into design, I've been designing since I was 13, a couple homies back home. Uh, they would always want to make some t-shirts. I'd be the kid to make it happen. My pops is very creative. My pops a tattoo artist. So it's kind of always been instilled in me to to be creative. You know, I I just chopped off my green hair, but a big focal point of me is I always have colored hair to show kids that I get you you can get paid to be creative, go out and chase your dreams. Um, 
Yeah, man. But but realistically, I'm probably one of the youngest people you'll talk to. I'm only 24, uh, man, and really trying to create something that's long, bigger than me. And I think that's the biggest point that that we're here to make or, or that if I can stress enough that with business, kind of how you talked about in the 21st century meeting Kasim, dude, I get more love from people I don't even know on the Internet than people I know back home. Like it, it's that's just the way the world is. And it's OK. People are going to see it lame or cool because it's you until some other people pick up traction and then be like, okay, cool. It's, it's that, it's that being the first one or there, there's a certain terminology from it, but it's the fear of being that first one. Um, and it, and it's, it's okay. We're here to break those barriers. A hundred percent. I would say, you know, and that's awesome that you're so young and you want to like have this mindset because I feel like so many people today think that success happens overnight, but it doesn't, it takes a lot of work and like a lot of effort and the biggest thing I always tell people, like it's all about consistency. It's doing the same thing every day and being consistent, setting a goal. Like for us, I think Alex Ramosikov talks about top twos. Like we do it every day. You know, we have our team meetings to say, okay, there's top twos. Like, you know, we, like Cosmo holds me accountable. I hold him accountable. We have other people on our team that are on this call. We all keep each other accountable to make sure that we're meeting our top twos because otherwise we're not going to get anything done. We're not going to be successful. And those things are really important for us. I guess right now I would ask, how are you finding your, your customers? Like, how are you getting like the word out about your brand? It's really subjective to how you ask that, you know, there, there's, there's many different platforms, but essentially like on the athlete zone platform, I'm collecting athletes. Um, it's on the athlete to, to sell. So realistically we're, 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 the athlete is how we're finding our customers because the athlete themselves are out marketing themselves i i guess one of the big things that that we may run into or that some people may find issues in this current age is these kids are busy man you know you can't just come in here and expect them to know exactly how to sell a business so there's a little bit of coaching involved another part of how we're staying staying tied is like we're national co-branded or we're like we have licensing to print collegiately um or however you would say that but we, we can print on a national level. We have the licensing capabilities too. So that's like one of the biggest ways that we're able to really lock in and help these kids solidify it. But but the biggest thing is that it's it's the kids and the athletes bringing it home. So in terms of reaching kids and athletes, obviously, I mean, you're in Oregon, but it's, you know, are you guys mostly focusing on athletes locally in the state or do you travel or like, I mean, what's the best way to reach people in terms of, you know, 2023 Instagram, dude. Like, I mean, I'm locked in across the board. Um, I got a lot of homies across the nation that, that are really tapped in there that have played collegiate sports. So they have some, some strong hands and strong ties back to where they're at. But realistically, I find a couple of kids or I find people that I, I like that I want to support that I want to help. And it just kind of snowballs from there because the kids that you want to help, I'm locked in with them. Then I, my team is focused on helping the other individuals to help them get up because we all have like our, our core guys. We're all family. That's the big thing. We're pushing a family culture. Um, but no, man, it's Instagram hitting them up, just hitting up the emails. It, it's kind of like being young, being young and just connecting with them. You know, I, I think that's my biggest advantage on a lot of people. It's I know the lingo. I know how to talk it. Um, and then they hop on a phone call and they're like, oh, they see me. And so it's like it's a little bit different. Right. But so I guess like besides being young and being able to connect, like what would you say it's like the um, USP? Like if an athlete sees athletes, um, like what is all like, you know, all the value that you're providing for them? Like, can you kind of go more into detail like what that would look like for a college athlete? So what what it looks like working with Athlete Zone is we're here to be 
give we're here to give you that Nike S, that Jordan feel. You know, we're partnered with Nike, we're partnered with Adidas, we're partnered with Carhartt, like from our manufacturing facility. So we have the partnerships, we have that to get you there, but we want you to build that branding up to where a Nike comes and hits you up like on your own. We provide marketing materials, we provide a whole design team catered to the athletes that if they have highlight film, they need a highlight clip, send it to us, we'll make it happen. If they have film or they have photos that they need edited, send it to us, we make it happen. Um, if, if, if they have ideas for their brand, send it over to us, make it happen on our end, you know, with athlete zone, the big thing that we're selling or the big thing that individuals come to us and see a highlight of is our connections, who we are, the fact that we have that national co-branding or that national licensing, um, you know, and they, they know that they're going to get taken care of, you know, they're taking a shot on me. So they know that we're going to be working. They know that we're going to be doing our thing and and what we can, but essentially it's all about connecting. There are people that I would, that would love to work with us, but we're just not the right fit internally. So I, you know, it's hard to say, but the easiest thing and the most blankest thing is working with athletes on, you know, you have a partner to help you tell your story and help you push your story, market yourself. Uh, A majority of it comes on the individual themselves wanting to work and market themselves. We're here to coach them along the way, but that is the beauty of athletes on that. It is an agreement. These athletes don't have to put any money up front. So it's like, let's work, let's make it happen. And then they have the opportunity. Some of our top sellers doing over 20, 30 K, um, throughout their like duration on athlete zone so that's like a year we've been around a year so there's about three athletes that i've tapped that tony salinas being one of them he's not even at a power five school so that should show you the the type of traction that can be built when it's built bigger than you but it's all about helping these kids understand how to be an entrepreneur so that's another factor to where i think that these kids would like it you know it's just experience-based growth great uh, but by the way you are doing uh, you are doing all these things for a cause, I believe, more than your business. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, in, in in terms of like uh, you, the, you're helping homies. So, um, uh, have you ever uh, reached uh, other officials where you can like um, help them to start? Like, if you can help your homie, uh, your homies to start their own business, or maybe they can they may get some. Uh, job, some sort of job uh, somewhere. So are you doing something like this as well? Um, I guess to answer that, Q, regardless, you know, when we're working together and creating the vision and creating the brand, I keep it real. You know, I ask them, what are we setting this up for? Are we setting this? What's your goal? You know, how can we, how can we do this? At the end of the day, brother, I'm not, I do all of this and that's because who I am and just where it's at. My skill set and my mastership is in branding and creating the clothing. If they're looking to make an LLC or create a business, I have mentors and I have connections that I'll pass to the homies in reality. You know, at the end of the day, I'm, I, I know my lane. I'm mm. not going to, I'm not going to really grow it. I, I'll, I'll sit there until, you know, but if they're really going to make it happen, I'll connect them with people that I use for my businesses uh, that I use for growth. But it, when we're creating the visions, we're creating a five-year plan. So it's like if they're a freshman and they're starting or if they're, if they're a freshman and they're starting out on athlete zone, we're looking at, okay, over the next four years, how can we help you create your brand? And then by year four, mm-hmm. how can we maximize you for life after? So life after college. So it's either they're going for their dream and they're chasing that pro or they're 
just plat they're choosing they're choosing to do different make a difference as they feel like their choice or their shot may not be there anymore their god-given ability or god-given opportunity may not be still there yeah. we're looking at how we can help them so if there's an athlete that's looking at year they're a junior and they're like okay man like i might not Let's be real, man. I, I, my goal is to make it, but I'd love to have that plan B. We all talk about there is no plan Bs, but some guys pencil it out, make it happen, and then they still enact. They make that plan A happen, and then they go and make that plan B happen too. So they're they're really taking advantage of the system. I hope that answers kind of what you were asking. Okay, so uh, by the way, for the, you know, for this thing, you can make some. Uh, you, can, you can take the help of technology as well. Like you can make some sections for them. Uh, like uh, where you may, uh, you you may let the, let the other people know. Like this is what you are doing, and they may support them. Like I have, uh, I know, I know, I have seen many platforms as well, and I know people are willing to support, but they are not able to find the right person. Who is mm-hmm. not going? Who is not a fraudulent? On God, bro. In simple words, in <laughs> simple words. So yeah, so people, but still, people, people are look. There are a lot of people who are willing to donate, who are willing to invest. In fact, this is a good investment. Um, if I'm going to uh, donate something, it would be a good investment for me. I if I can help a homie by sitting on my chair. You are in the field. You have energies. I might don't have that much energy at this time because you are the young guy. You have energy. You have a you have a good, good time. Like you, you still have many years of your life full of energy. <laughs> you, you can you can do a lot. You can you can do a lot. And and this is good to know. Like you started this very early. Like in in this age, you are doing all these things. So I believe you should have some section where you can uh, encourage people to donate for these. Means where you are helping them, you are already helping them, and they what they just have to do is just to donate by sitting on the chair. Uh, their money is utilized well in this case. You get my point, but yes, I'm I'm convinced with this short call, with this short call, like that you are doing good work on a cause more than a business. So uh, there will be a lot of people who will be convinced with few of your posts and few of your words on your website maybe a little uh, a couple of stories maybe if you may have a blog section in your website where you can add uh articles how you help them how you have the um uh, kid who you help the poor um aged person or maybe how, how you found a talent in some homie who who even didn't know that he has a talent, <laughs> he's an athlete. He came to know he's an athlete. I can I, I can fit somewhere. So uh, I believe this may this may help you a lot in in, in whatever you are doing uh, in your daily daily things. So uh, like this is just a suggestion, obviously. Uh, but it, it came in mind randomly just while I was talking, I was listening to you. So think about it. <laughs> Yeah, no, dude, like, like it's, I have all these ideas of where we're going to take the brand, but you know, in conception year one, you know, the blogs, AI, baby, I don't know, you guys you, it, probably use AI every day. I think AI is 
a game changer for what I do in terms of, you know, beefing it out and putting that type of content on there. You know, it's just t- it's it's resources and money. You know, we do have a team dedicated to Athlete Zone where we have dedicated pro- a dedicated project manager, dedicated designer, dedicated marketing team and dedicated production fa- like facility that we're partnered with. But it's it's just time in a day. You know, it, it's really I think Dan said it earlier. There's it doesn't happen overnight. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I can live by is like, dude, I'm young. I want it to happen overnight. And, and that was like thinking at 1920, cause I, I do a lot of stuff on my own time, but at 1920, I was already thinking like this. So now I'm 24 and it's, it's slowly starting to happen. And like, that's, that's why. So like with the blogs, dude, like I would love to have it, but it's like, how can I make it appealing to not even appealing? How can I add, add it to my daily schedule? You know, without putting it on to somebody else it's it's we're getting to the point where we can start growing the brand um where where would you say i I would say like across like this to where we can beef up our team um you know the process wise you know we vertically integrated or just very we understand our process now it's time Mm -hmm. to start spreading out and getting those people to make one our stuff look really cool Two, you know really really start to go one thing that we've been using is virtual assistants. Um, we have a virtual assistant who does everything on our website. And like, that is something that I want to add. It's just slow rolling it because I don't want to give people too much, too much responsibility too fast. Because I think the biggest thing that Dan talked about earlier, he nailed on it. Consistency. You want them to be consistent, 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 consistent to where they feel like, okay, I'm ready for that next step. And you, we know in business, we want them to grow. It's either do or do not. Right. Um, but in some cases, it's, it's all about, let's get consistent. Let's, let's build this. Okay. All right, cool. We got these 20 tasks in line. You ready for the next five or what are the next five? Let's do 25 now. Because sometimes in most cases after COVID you give someone 25, you get somebody starts off with 20 items and their daily tasks. After they've mastered those 20, you give them five more. What I've seen as of late or what I've seen in my industry is you'll give them those, they'll have 25 tasks total they'll drop five that they were already doing previously. And then they just focus on that, that new five and then the 15 others that they liked. So it's kind of finding that equilibrium and balance because if I had a, if I had a bunch of homies, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's different to say homies and all this and that. But if I had a lot of friends that, that would be willing to just be like, yeah, I can work free, bro. It'd be different. It'd be different, but you know, you want everybody to, 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 to be paid their worth. And right now it's just like, I have friends that are like, bro, I'll come work for you and I'll make it happen. And I love them any way I can help them. You talk about, you know, if I can help them or make an investment, help them build their businesses on other realms. Let's make, let's make some, let's wheel and deal here. And that's where I appreciate the homies coming and helping this brand and this and that. But like for everybody on the athlete zone side, all of these young men and women, you know, their family, their brothers and sisters, we, we try to help them coach. You know, one thing I can say myself is, is that I'm trying to be better at is I don't want to be like their mom or dad and hit them up, you know, bug them. But I understand it's, it's a relationship building and they need to know that I got their back. But at the same time, it's, I just need to know their schedule, how it is, you know, it's, the 21st century in the digital era is kind of different. You know, you know, people are on their phones 24 seven. So you don't want to, 
be like be annoying in a way it's just you want to be cool i'm trying to be in that i'm trying to be that helping hand and we have individuals that are really allowing us to create and build so that's kind of what i've turned to linkedin like linkedin i've tried to be like the blog building site to where like i can connect maybe maybe this too you can speak to this like backlinking stuff like to where you just create a blog and that blog you know, it looks nice and then it takes them to LinkedIn or something like that. Like those are things that I, like I can see trying to create automation. I feel like is the most important thing in what I do, dude. Yeah, indeed. In fact, um, um, but by the way, I'm living my life now. Dream. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I thought like I, uh, one day I will be an entrepreneur and I uh, started my career. When I started my career, obviously I started my career with a job. And afterwards, uh, I, I always dreamed to be an entrepreneur and, Finally, in 2016, uh, I became a, became an entrepreneur. So I have seen many stages. Like I have seen good days, I have seen bad days uh, many times. <laughs> right. So, uh, but what I learned is consistency is a good thing. Obviously, consistency is an uh, is an essence is a, is, a, is a secret sauce. Obviously, but there is another secret sauce as well. Innovation. If your innovation is going to stop. Uh, your growth will be going to stop. So you need to uh, grow day by day by innovation. This is a good idea. Automation, you should go for the automation, obviously, indeed. And I believe you must have many volunteers who can, who can, who can work for you. Uh, like, uh, like this is, this, is, this, is, <laughs> this is what I believe. You must have many, many volunteers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like for us, like what we do and how I kind of got started for, like, for myself is like, even now, it's like we're a startup. Like I got people, you know, friends of mine who it's like they, they want to help out, but they work for free, but it's on a commission basis. So it's like if we use like their LinkedIn or whatever or something and like we like book a client, I give them a cut. I give them like a ref share. So it's like it's not like just free, free, like, you know, but it's like it's kind of like a mutual thing because like I have friends of mine who are like in the space. And I'm like, hey, just post us like in this channel on your Slack chat, like in your network, and they'll post us. And then if we land a client from there, like I'm like, okay, I'll give you 10% or like whatever percentage. Because, and that's like, okay, like it takes them two seconds, just post it. They have a huge network. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, why not? You know, and it's like a mutual thing. So, nah, bro, that, that's like another way to do it too. You know, like, hey, I scared the finder fee, the finder fees, you know, exactly, what exactly. It, what, we, what we call that. But essentially, like, you know, it's, uh, I would say, like, because I want to pay my friends what they're worth. And, or, like, yeah. I have homies that are badass doing what they do and i'll i'll make the i'll make it happen you know sometimes you got to pull from your own your own uh you know you got the business account and then you got the personal you got to pull from the personal to, to make it happen and there's times where i've done that time in and time out you know to where i i see it just and it's all about you know I just have so much respect for my friends and their skill set that it's like, man, but there's other ways. That's why we talked about, we help them launch their brands and their businesses or give them that, that back end or that insight to where they can get really like logos or, you know, we're building the whole branding assets impact like that, dude. But I think the biggest thing is just, you know, staying consistent and accountable. Q, you know, you said in 2015, 2016, you became an entrepreneur. Um, you know, I feel like you have a lot of wisdom to give. You know, if you can go back and tell yourself, tell that young kid, you know, when you started at your career, what's one thing that you would tell him? Um, basically, what I had asked is, is you know, you said you, you it had been a lifelong dream to become, you know, yeah. to become an entrepreneur. And back in 2015, 2016, you said that that, that dream became yeah. real. What now currently where you're at right now, what would you tell that young that young Qasim? 
that was an ambitious guy. That was an aggressive and ambitious guy. I was aggressive, very aggressive. <laughs> I had a lot of other things. <laughs> I would say no, but but it's like I would say. I mean, in Cosm, I guess like you, you can add. Like early in Cosm's career, he was doing too many things. You know, he had a restaurant at one point. He was doing this. It was like he was trying to do too many things at once, and he shut down his restaurant and just is focusing on this. And it's like. I would say, you know, Cosmo, you can answer this, but I would say that I think what you learn is to focus on one thing and be really freaking good at it. Because it's like if you're doing so many yeah. things, you're never going to be really good at something. Because if you're doing it's like, you know, you need to just like find your one thing, your one company and really focus on it and become an expert, like whatever your niche is. Because like, you know, with this restaurant, with this, it's like, it's like he just, it's just, you know, he's one person. How many hours in the day do you have? Plus, he's, you know, it's like a family kid. So it's like, you know, you need to make sure that you have your priorities aligned. I mean, Cosmo, I guess that you can speak to that as well from your side. Yeah, I, 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 I earn a lot from the software from the software development field. And I spent a, a lot of money on restaurant and didn't earn even a penny. <laughs> <laughs> I learned everything, everything over there. Uh, but that was within the business time. Like, um, that was uh, 2017 to 2021. So within this time, I spent a lot of money, a lot of money on restaurants. And uh, after this, in 2021, I realized, okay, that's it. Now I have to do only one thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I again came back to uh, software. Obviously, software development was uh, my, uh, my software development was going on along with it. But at that time, obviously, I was working on two things. But working on two completely different things, or even two things. Uh, is it's too much difficult it's too much difficult you are not going to give uh, like no uh you're not going to give 100 percent to any any other things even not mm -hmm. a, another 50 percent properly even if you are trying to give 50 percent to one thing then your maybe 20 30 percent will be consumed uh on the halfway and you are you will not be going to give remaining 50 percent to the other thing so there is a phase stage of uh transition Mm -hmm. from, from one thing, thing, thing to the other, there's a wastage as well. In, in, in your daily time, in your daily routine. So obviously we need to take care about it. So the simple thing is do one thing that you can do better, that you can do best and keep focused on it. Okay, okay, okay. I like awesome. that answer. Yeah, and just to wrap this up, I guess I would say, Johnny, just from your side, like what's your message to everybody watching? It's like, you know, you're young, you're doing this, like this is awesome, but it's like what advice do you have for you know, kids who are in high school who want to aspire to one day be like in your position. Don't take no. I, I guess there there's thousands of things I can sit here and say, man. I'm I'm a stub stubborn, hard headed kid. But before I like go into that, I would love to continue the conversation with you guys and you know build build a relationship and you know be sure, able yeah. to bounce ideas off you guys. Kasim, uh, I want to know, do you have plugs to the print and sew industry out there or cut and sew industry? Like yeah. any manufacturing facilities, because like I, I have some work that I, I would love to to partner with you and you know throw you some bones if you can make make a connection to help me and make it happen. Um, but you know, to the yeah. kids, to well, I guess to to the many different people watching this, it's never too late to start. Go after, uh, go if you got a dream, go after it. If somebody tells you no, okay, you know, I think too many, so many people around this current day and age are seeking. Um, seeking other people's opinion and validation for what they're doing and that they needed to know um, that they have support. You know, I think if you have a good support system, if you have people dedicated to helping you grow, you know, it'll happen. Failure, failure is going to be life's biggest teacher, man. Um, any, any don't, 
anytime you get knocked down, it's all about how you get back up. Being being really out out there and just transparent, it's I've been life's thrown me on my ass. But what matters most is how you get back up. And, and I think more people learn in the get back up stages because we get so comfortable or we just get so relaxed in the current day and age. And, and we don't realize what we can go out and how Cosm said is once your innovation or once what's in here goes, you go, your soul goes the day, the day I stop chasing my dreams, the day I lose my soul. Um, yeah. But I appreciate you guys for, for the time today, man, but I would love to follow up and, and really make yeah, something happen. Yeah. So just, you know, and Cosm, I guess, yeah, he can follow back up with you, but he definitely you know, has some connections with shirts and, you know, it's actually, it's funny because we just spoke with somebody right before you, her, her manufacturers in Pakistan. She's like, I want to go there. It's like, I'm just doing only Pakistan because it's high quality. It's good pricing. So yeah, for sure. We can definitely, I mean, Cosm can follow up with you on that. I guess like last, last question I have for you. So in terms of like, cause we're a software company, right? So in terms of like your website, how did you build it? Like, where did you find people? I guess like, we're always curious about that. Like, what did you use, you know, for the athletes on website? So we're running Magento on the back end. Uh, realistically, my business partner, my co-founder and my mentor, he's a wizard when it comes to building websites, software management, server creation and all that. That's that's another guy you guys will have to want to lock in with, pick his brain, <laughs> have an interview with. But realistically, it's all in-house. We use Magento as a back end or as our interface. Um, I love Magento. You know, that's what Nike and Jordan, current big people in our space use. But Magento all the way or, or nothing. But, you know, with, with what you guys do, you know, I think the biggest thing is like lead, like lead generation maybe or like or or, or just automation and optimization. You know, maybe one one way we could work together is creating like a, a, a warehouse procedure, like something like a flow. I think that's the most important thing is connecting the dots from someone ordering online to the production warehouse, being able to optimize and to create that autom- automation through like software. I-, I think those are things that, you know, we can, we can really grow or like tracking KPIs and stuff like that. I, I know you guys can speak a lot to this and I know we got to wrap this up, but, but I think we have conversations to be had in regards to some of this stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that we've actually seen in terms of trends is that, you know, a lot of our clients are implementing blockchain capabilities and people are paying with crypto wallets for their products. You know, it's something yeah. that very few e-commerce brands have, but the ones that have it, it definitely helps them scale because there's so many people today, especially like in developing countries, they're using blockchain and they're using crypto because their currency is so unstable. So that's something that we've seen. And, you know, I think 95% of e-com brands still don't accept crypto payments, but it's like it's growing at a very rapid rate because it's just that's where the market's headed. And they're just to kind of keep up with the time. So we've seen that for like a lot of our clients. We've implemented those kinds of solutions for them. So, nah, bro, that's that's smart because I I mean the American dollar. I believe we're going to digital currency by the end of this month. I I think or I think it already started. But right. scary times, scary yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, we can definitely chat and reconnect and talk more sometime um, later this week. And if you want to bring in your partner, you know, just to kind of get more into like the uh, technical discussions and just kind of, you know, exchange some more ideas, like, I'd be open to that. Yeah, bro, I would love to, to work. You know, you guys seem cool. Like, not even seem cool. Y'all are cool, man. The energy in the room or the energy on the Zoom is cool, man. <laughs> I, I think, you know, there's stuff to learn. And I, I think that respectively... I'm very, I'm a, I'm a firm believer and stuff happens for a reason. So we're on this call for a reason today. Let's make something happen from it, man. 
Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Like, um, let's reconnect um, later this week. Just let me know, I guess, your availability and for your uh, partner's availability and we can all chat like the four of us. Cool. Cool. I got you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Kasim. Um, I appreciate you guys. A hey, 1% better every day, man. That's what we exactly. push. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Johnny. All right. Yeah. See y'all. Bye-bye.